Doom! Listeners, thanks so much for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, isn't it worth living under a repressive monarch if you look good without a shirt? Here to bring you episode 63, Doom! I'm your host, the Kismet, Kevin McAvoy. I don't even know what that means. Does that relate to Doom? <laughs> it certainly does. And joining me as always, my fellow cataclysmic co-hosts, the tragic Vero Taylor. This isn't an Oedipus story, don't worry. The fuck? And the pessimistic Peter Iskandar. Finally, your most apt description. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. It only took us 80 episodes, I don't know. 63, I just said it. Oh, <laughs> it only Christ. took us 63 episodes. <laughs> Just a reminder, we'll be posting screenshots from this episode as well as other good stuff on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a follow if you'd be so kind. All the links are on the web at RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We're also on Patreon with exclusive bonus episodes, outtakes, and oddities. That's Patreon.com slash RadioactiveSpiderPod if you want to support the show. Another way to support this show, join us for a drink as we celebrate Season 5's Secret Wars arc with our very own Secret Pours and enjoy a frosty beverage on the down low. What's declassifying your redacted today, boys? I've got a sour beer named after a Toronto landmark. Huzzah. I finally figured out how to do this properly and I bought four beers from Collective Arts Brewing. I have them all in a bag. And I'm not going to look, but I am going to grab one and drink it. Oh, look at that Foley work. Oh, ASMR, baby. Damn right. I myself have a beer that is made after the famous old style formula. That's your hint. Well, it sounds like we're done dodging the draft. So let's put our worst foot forward and start counting our horsemen because we're headed for the end with Secret Wars Chapter 3. Doom. First aired November 21st of 1997 was written by John Semper, the Semper Senpai, along with Ernie Altbacker and Mark Hoffmeyer, two staff writers from the show. There's a lot to choose from in this one, so that means it's time for another apocalyptic edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. Peter's Comic Book Minute. Gonna do a character rundown on the Fantastic Four. Peter's Character Rundown. So the Fantastic Four were first introduced in Fantastic Four number one in November 1961. They were created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Powers and abilities for Reed Richards, uh, genius level intellect, extreme superhuman elasticity, malleability, and durability, resistance to most physical assaults and immunity to electricity, and limited shape-shifting. Because he's made of rubber. For Sue Storm... She, her powers are invisibility, projective invisibility, invisible force field projection, 
which bestows the ability to generate protective invisible shields and invisible energy constructs, as well as the power to control and manipulate objects. Johnny Storm has pyrokinesis, fiery form that enables flight, serves as a damage shield, heat energy absorption, resistance to extreme heat. And finally, Ben Grimm, he's hard as a rock, He's <laughs> also a skilled yeah, street fighter and hand-to-hand combatant with superhuman strength, stamina, and durability. For some key issues, there's Fantastic Four number one from November 1961. There's number five, which has the first appearance of Doctor Doom. There's number 45, which is the first appearance of the Inhumans. Number 48, which is the first appearance of Silver Surfer and Galactus. And finally, number 52, which was the first appearance of Black Panther. Dang. I mean, you got the Fantastic Four there, Peter, but what about Doctor Doom? Nah, it was too long already. Oh, I don't know. I think we've got time for one more. Kevin's Character Rundown. Wow, Kevin, that's a rundown I'd like to have a scotch with. So this is a character rundown on Doctor Doom. (laughs) I'm in the driver's seat now. His first appearance was in Fantastic Four number five. He didn't really have a backstory at that point. It really only came much, much later, but he was first created by Jack Kirby as an artist and Stan Lee as a writer. He has a number of abilities that kind of come and go, but basically he's got genius level intellect, psionics, including technopathy, mind transference, telekinesis, power negation, basically whatever the plot needs, as well as energy absorption and projection. His armor gives him all kinds of strength and durability and rockets and cool stuff. But the key issues, Secret Wars and the 2015 Secret Wars. Kevin, you forgot his most important power, diplomatic immunity. (laughs) Oh my god, it's true. Crimes are only good if you can actually get away with them, so that's a fair point. Yeah, I didn't like any of that. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think we'll be doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) But our episode begins here with Spider-Man updating his diary, letting us know that he and the Lizard are headed for a rendezvous with the Fantastic Four to take on Doctor Doom on his home turf. Unfortunately, it's an ambush as a giant robot bug attacks them. While the heroes do prevail, it seems like the Lizard is sliding back into his primal instincts and there's no sign of the Fantastic Four. The hover bus is running and everybody's jumping. (laughs) Dude, it's not a bus anymore. It's very clearly a garbage truck now, which is appropriate because that way they can haul off the rest of this story arc. Oh! I'm actually surprised that He's act- they showed him logging in his journal, finally. Secret war log entry number 19. This part of the alien planet once belonged to Dr. Otto Octavius, until Dr. Doom laid waste to his country. Now, the Fantastic Four are ready to move in on Doom's stronghold, a place he calls New Latveria. But first, we must rendezvous with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but it's entry 19. We haven't heard him do any entries, and there's 18 that we missed? He didn't make any last episode. I've entered the black cat. I've yeah, entered the black cat. I've entered the black cat. It's just 18 times about him bragging about fucking the black cat. And then this one of him hastily getting back on track. The lizard is here with Spider-Man, but nobody else from the team has arrived for some reason. It's really very strange. Like they split up more than the Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah. Last episode, they justified that the Fantastic Four were not helping them because they'd already launched an attack on Doctor Doom. But now it's very clear that they didn't do that. 
Oh, yeah. Is this um, father and sort of son road trip together? Like, (laughs) Spider-Man needed some alone time with his father figure? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He walked MJ down the aisle. He very much is a father figure. Um, I guess so. The stress of leadership got to him, and he's just like, Doc, can we just go take a ride? No time for that, Spider-Man. We gotta fight bugs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Spider-Man. The lizard voice is so good. Like, I love yeah. it. <laughs> when he's eloquent, it's very fun. Yeah, but it's so fucking weird, like, to have him speak real words, not just like, Margaret, where he, like, his lips, he doesn't have lips. <laughs> like, yeah. What the hell? Get some lips, you creep. <laughs> All it, it's, it's the beginning of the, tell my wife it's son. Tell him I love him. <laughs> it's that oh voice. I think that's why it gets yeah, me. Yeah, probably. I actually like the design of this robot that they fight, though. Oh, you um, mean the bug from Starship Troopers? Yeah, or a tick? Looks like a it looks like a tick to me. Yeah, it's like a like a Robo Beetle thing that got really into CrossFit. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. But, and it's got little like ten not tentacles, but I don't know. Petty packs, yeah, like or tendril whatever. things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. but don't forget the its biggest feature: freaking lasers on its freaking head. It's got laser horns. It's got a lot of lasers, and he wraps up the lizard and Spider-Man. And then the lizard proceeds to rip off the tentacle, which I all right, cool. And then he just starts whipping the robot with its own tentacle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know your place, trash. Finally, the lizard is doing something. I kind of like this little development, though, the idea that he taps into his lizard strength, but that makes him more feral. Like, it's a really interesting idea, and I'm sure excited for the way it's going to come back to, uh, you know, have an impact in the climax since they're setting it up right now. Yeah, no, for sure. Spider-Man goes and says, Maybe when you use your lizard strength, you unlock the reptilian side of your brain. And I'm just like, sure. And maybe when you use your spider strength, you unlock the arachnid side of your brain. Get fucked. (laughs) Don't patronize me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I think the lizard went with it because the truth was that he was just having another 90s flashback to when he was whipping glow sticks around around his head on the <laughs> dance floor. He took the tentacle and was like, yeah. Sandstorm oh, no, again. We're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so then the lizard goes and says, Reed Richards has helped me contain my lizard half before. And I'm like, yeah, like, you mean like two episodes ago, which I guess in this time was like two days ago? Like, we remember. It's not- yeah, it really hasn't been that long, <laughs> yeah. buddy. yesterday everything was done in 10 hours i remember when he helped me out all that time ago (laughs) doc that was like two days ago (laughs) lizards age really quickly i actually have to go hibernate now (laughs) and he just like sheds his skin and like fucks off (laughs) 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 just gets a new lab coat Yeah, it's the, the lab coat. Got a lab coat underneath. It's like super crisp. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, this lab coat's getting kind of dirty. <laughs> he and then it he off. tears it up to make it look worn. He's like, uh. <laughs> and he looks at it on the grass and he heaves like, are you going to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> it's got good nutrients. It's still good. It's got calcium. Hum, hum, hum. Don't tell Margaret. Hum, hum, hum. <laughs> 
Just over the rise, Spider-Man and Lizard discover the unconscious bodies of the Fantastic Three Quarters. Once revived, Reed Richards relays a report about their robotic route. Okay. After their ship was downed, the robotic bugs incapacitated the team and retreated with Ben Grimm as their prisoner. The crew decides to head into New Latveria to rescue their comrade from Doctor Doom's clutches. So they go over this horizon and just like, oh, the Fantastic Four are like right over there. And <laughs> you see them and they're all just like sprawled out on the battlefield. Guess they're dead. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. Shit. <laughs> But Sue Storm is too horny to be dead. <laughs> she gets up and she's just like, Sue, darling, are you all right? Reed. Yes, my love. I'll be fine. Reed, my love. And he's like, right? oh, yes, Stu. Yo, yes, Stu. <laughs> yes, Stu. He's like, Give oh, yes, Stu. Stu. Um, they're definitely the, the touchy-feely couple that, like, you're always uncomfortable yeah. when you're around them. Like, I think that's why Johnny and Ben are closer you know because they just like need each other otherwise it's too awkward it's especially weird because it's his fucking sister but i guess the fantastic third wheel uh do you also notice that the ship here has the fantastic four's logo on it oh i didn't catch that yeah in several places was that what they were doing putting these on the plane instead of their job reads like yeah yeah i can't help with this pink head guy or whatever we gotta go fight dr doom and then he goes back to airbrushing like sick designs on this plane that he found excellent well and that tracks with the fact that they would take the better vehicle and leave spider-man with the piece of shit bus yeah yeah, take the garbage truck. We're going to use this plane to tool around in the desert like a couple of assholes and accomplish nothing. <laughs> Spider-Man's like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Bye. See you, nerds. <laughs> oh, my God. The Fantastic Four start reminiscing about how they ended up in this predicament of being half dead on the battlefield. And... They go and describe that these um, bug robots that just attacked Lizard and Spider-Man attacked them and uh, had the element of surprise and that's why they were defeated. And I'm just like, so wait, the whole Fantastic Four was defeated by robots that literally 30 seconds ago the Lizard defeated single-handedly? I mean, Spider-Man webbed two of his legs, so he (laughs) helped, but yeah, basically... And the best part is that the fucking flashback animation betrays their explanation of the situation. They're like, we got jumped. And it's clear that the robots take like 10 seconds to line up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Reed's just out here making excuses. It's like, mm, actually, seems like they had a lot of time to put up a decent fight. Just looks like you kind of got dunked on, you fucking Gumby. Hey, uh, Reed, I don't think you're very good. <laughs> and also, he's like, tell, he's telling the story. He's just like, oh, yeah. And then they retreated. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what they did. They retreated. They're probably scared you were going to stretch at them or something. That's why. Like, you fucking dickhead. They all just get fucking one-shotted by these robots, too. Like, good way to put up Sue a storm. Doesn't even, like, maybe a, maybe, maybe a shield? Human Torch fucking sucks in this. I don't think he's done anything cool. (laughs) It's just flame on (laughs) every time. In the Secret War comic, all he really does is is like seduce this alien girl. I'd watch that. I'd watch the (laughs) hell out of that. Yeah, I know you would watch that, Vero. I know you would watch that. (laughs) 
pretty sure everyone knows you would watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That does sound more compelling than what we're watching, I guess. But yeah. still. Yeah. So Reed Richards is just uh, kind of continuing his excuse train here. And he says, by taking Ben, it was as if they had what they wanted. Why would Dr. Doom only want Ben Grimm? Yeah, why would anyone want Ben Grimm? This series doesn't want Ben Grimm. Women don't want Ben Grimm. I don't want Ben Grimm. <laughs> Nobody wants Ben Grimm. What a terrible slogan, too. Clobberin' time? What is that? Get the fuck out of here, you creep. Yeah, discount Hulk, am I right? Rib for no one's pleasure. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. I don't think he's very funny at all. <laughs> so they went and stole the real leader of the Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm. What's oh! Reed Richards gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Peter, yes. <laughs> oh, that's why that's why Reed's so obsessed with getting him back. <laughs> he was this he close to say like to saying, "Oh, we have to get our lead." I mean, <clears throat> friend, friend back. <laughs> he's so worried about losing Ben. He's just like, if we don't, we may never see Ben again alive. Spider-Man's just like, okay, got it. Let's go ahead and regroup, get some lunch, <laughs> maybe get to the bank, fix the plane. Probably go ahead and change those logos to Spider-Man heads, actually, while we're at it. And yeah, we'll go after Ben in like a week, two at most, definitely within the month. Reed Richards here, though, is really out of character, I feel. So he goes and says, But we must fight our way into New Latveria and rescue him. Usually, Reed Richards is all about, like, formulating a plan and not just going in there with, like, brute force. But sure, Ben's missing. Yeah, noted emotional wreck, Reed yeah. Richards. He can't formulate a plan because his leader is not there. Wait, it's because he's the emotional rock of the team. Hey, oh, hey. So then the, the last shot of this scene is just basically them running to the fucking minivan. Just like, oh, shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you can sit in the fucking compactor out back. <laughs> just get in the hover garbage truck. I mean, he can fucking fly. Why does he need to be in the goddamn car? Probably because of the dust. Probably keeps him from flying for some reason. <laughs> Just <laughs> anything they can do to can prevent heroes from doing cool shit. Yeah. I think they're going to make rules about it. Meanwhile, over in Dr. Doom's fortress, Ben Grimm is indeed being held prisoner. It turns out old Tin Face wants information, specifically about who or what is responsible for bringing him to this planet. To his credit, the thing refuses to talk, and so Doc Doom brings out his elemental splitter, believing that whatever it does exactly will convince Ben to talk. This accent by Dr. Doom is just uh, so good. We've gone uh, one, we so can't good. go an episode without having an Eastern European accent, guys. No, Let's be this, serious. Is, this is just fucking awful. It's all over the map. Where's Maurice LaMarche when you need him? Ah, Mr. Grimm. <laughs> Doctor Doom, let me go wrong. You'll do something for me, all right? I brought you here for one reason. You will tell me why we were all brought to this planet and by whom. Yeah, really, eh? <laughs> How are you being? But uh, Doctor Doom is played here by Tom Kane, uh, basically a professional Yoda. I'm kidding, but he has a, a number of voice credits to his name, uh, and he's made bank playing Yoda in most non-movie versions of the character, from Clone Wars to basically every video game. Um, he's also on the animated Iron Man series as Homer, and uh, is the professor from Powerpuff Girls. 
doesn't explain this rolling R he does. <laughs> right. Does they it. just had to make him no, like vaguely European, Eastern European. It's this fucking close to Morbius. You're on thin <laughs> ice episode. <laughs> well, he couldn't be bum. German because then that'd be too on the nose. And I know he's not actually German. So they had to make him sound like that Slavic kind of. <laughs> Felicia, Dr. Doom. Well, where, does, where is Latveria, though? Uh, uh, it's like they think they carved off part of Romania and part of Hungary and a little bit of like Serbia or something. Like it's obviously it's fake. So like they have to chop off a couple of countries <laughs> it's in between serbia romania and hungary i nailed it i thought they would just replace lithuania <laughs> nobody would notice <laughs> just like <laughs> just erase it just like Liechtenstein, not anymore <laughs> dune's mask here i know it's somewhat comic accurate but it makes it look like he's been neglecting dental hygiene while on this planet yeah, I, I'm more of a fan of the pure metal look rather than this yellow mouth thing that they've got going. Yeah. Makes him look like he's got all these gap teeth like a hillbilly. Yeah, they should have given him like metal teeth. Just make the whole thing or his mouth closed or that like you see his lips. Like, why couldn't they just animate lips poking? I don't know. Lips. They're not going to he's not going to wear this fucking mask very long anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. I know. I actually like the mask that they had in the Fantastic Four movies. Uh, not not fan four stick, but like the other two. Um, yeah, the guy from uh, Nip Tuck was Doctor Doom. He wasn't bad. Yeah, Julian McMahon. That's he it. was actually a really uh, good Doctor Doom. He was. I actually kind of liked his um, backstory a little bit better as well. I didn't really go into it in my character rundown, but <laughs> you know, in the original comics, he's just like a Romani, uh, like peasant and then he learns magic from these tibetan monks it's all over the place and he's basically just magic and then he gets in he, he gets in like a lab accident and um has a varying amounts of damage to his face depending on which version you're looking at but i like the one in the in the movies a little bit better that links him more closely to the fantastic four yeah, yeah and sure. i think they've used that in some of his newer iterations that him and reed were actually friends like the iteration of him where he's got like devil hooves him and oh, yeah. reed are like buddies i like um, the friendly rival sort of um uh take on it rather yeah. than outright hating each other at first you know yeah, yeah for sure. like speaking of outright hating it no <laughs> These these cutaways, uh, the face Ben Grimm makes when Doom reveals his matter splitter. He's terrified, but also a little aroused. Yeah. He was like, "Ooh, where's that going?" It's it, like, is this one of those orgasm guns that I heard so much about? It's it kind of sounds like it is too, based on what happens to him as they like cut away, and you hear him start to Whoa. let's say yell. <laughs> Also, put a pin on how angry the thing is when he is confronted with Dr. Doom. Let's just realize how much this man hates his captor. Yeah, I'm sure that'll last quite a while. Yeah. Also, this elemental splitter, he makes a big deal about it and its appearance. And its it looks like every other nondescript laser we've seen in this fucking show. And it's also very large when he, they show it off. And later on, it doesn't seem to be that big. Oh, did you mean that they 
compressed it into a pistol size? Yeah, a little bit later. Oh, I don't know. I think you need like Norman Osborne's ability to uh, <laughs> reduce right? the size of items like that. And then he'd just be like, mm, I don't know if I can use this for my evil deeds. And then he's just like, turn it on. <laughs> turn it on. Chest mounted, baby. <laughs> With the baby Bjorn. <laughs> just put it Come in. Come on, Peter. You could do a better, you do a better one than that. Chest mounted, baby. <laughs> 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 Turn it on. Turn it on. <laughs> so Turn good. it on. I want that to be my ringtone. Oh, <laughs> or my message, like when I get a message, just here. Turn it on. <laughs> I'll, try and, I'll change it on your phone so it's just when I do it. expresses concern about their plan, drawing ire from Reed Richards. Johnny steps in to cool things off by explaining their backstory to Spider-Man. Spaceship, cosmic rays, crazy powers. The Storm siblings reaffirm Spider-Man's leadership, and the group continues to advance, hoping to surprise Doctor Doom with their reckless walking. This week's insubordinate teammate will be played by Reed Richards. <laughs> Gotta have some conflict in there. You don't understand, man! Runs off. He gets way into Spider-Man's personal space here before he runs off. Yeah, he just runs away like a little girl. He's like, it's pretty clear he's about to burst into tears. <laughs> no, Ben is in jeopardy. We can't stop for anything, understand? And so Johnny here goes and breaks into their backstory. You know, like there was an experiment. Ben was the pilot. Um, they get hit by cosmic rays. But then it's just like... They show them like kind of crashing, but it's actually just like perfect landing. All right, everyone, let's go run outside and celebrate. <laughs> they jump out and they're Whee! smiling. <laughs> they don't even go down one of those inflatable slides. Then I could understand if you were smiling because those look kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as it got all shimmery, though, when Johnny's like, oh, he never forgave himself for what happened to Ben. And then the screen starts to shimmer. I'm like, God damn it. We don't need this. <laughs> they have the worst backstory. They're like the Flash. Like them, like Fantastic Four and the Flash. Worst backstories for me. Science experiment's gone wrong, basically. So in the backstory, Johnny's going describing it. They're all Johnny's just like But while Reed, my sister, and I gained fantastic new powers. Oh, awesome! Fire powers! Oh, stretchy powers! Oh, invisibility powers! What did you get, Ben? Holy fuck! What the fuck is that? What did you do with Ben? Kill it! Kill him <laughs> on fire! <laughs> <laughs> they start using the fire powers and everything. Oh, I'm just trying to kill him. Reed wraps himself around. Sue's like shielding Ben so he suffocates. Like. <laughs> even Johnny calls him an ugly monster. Like Jesus Christ, dude. They even right? do that thing where he's turning into the monster. They insist on making his head, his hair recede so quickly. He gets that like weird, <laughs> like troll doll. He's like a little turnip head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of having it just fall off, they're like, no, no, the whole journey. <laughs> Oh, man. It, do you notice that this is the only time Sue Storm ever uses her invisibility power this entire arc? Yep. In the backstory? Seems a little weird, right? Yeah. In a flashback, they just show her kind of get a little translucent. Right. And that's the only time she ever goes invisible. I mean, the only time you see her using her powers is when she really almost dies. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she's pretty invisible 
as a character in this fucking series. Boom. <laughs> Boom. She's pretty much phoning in her whole performance as well when she's like, But he has forgotten that you're the one leading us now. Oh my God, it's so bad. <laughs> one of Spider-Man, like, hey, 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 first of all, Everyone knows your fucking backstory, but all I'm hearing is you guys pretty much crash every ship you're in charge of. Yeah. What's up with that? We're going to stop giving you guys jets. Well, and that's why they have to walk now to New Latveria. Yeah, thanks. Well, the crew starts walking and reaches the walls of New Latveria, but encounter no resistance and are allowed to enter. What they find is a paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are still actually pretty scrotum headed. They're invited to the palace where they're greeted by a non-horrifying Ben Grimm who's been made normal by Doom's new technology, but is still able to transform at will. All seems great, but Reed and the others are still suspicious about Dr. Doom's true intentions. Oh good, more journaling. He's up to 52. Personal log entry 52. <laughs> he logged 32 times in four minutes. <laughs> Reed sucks. What the fuck is that? Reed sucks. <laughs> Spider-Man's log, number 41. Invisible woman's got kind of a flat ass when you look at it from this angle. It might as well be invisible. Oh! <laughs> what I'm not seeing is a thigh gap. I really do like Spider-Man's uh, pun here, even though it's kind of inadvertent. He's like, I fear that this is some sort of trap. I sense doom hiding around every corner. Pun intended. It's so forced. I thought that was pretty clever. It's very comic book. I liked it. Yes. I like that they arrive at this place and there's just this massive wall surrounding it. It's just otherwise in the middle of nowhereville in the desert. It's not even a coast or anything. Yeah. It's like, did Dr. Doom rise to power with promises of building this massive wall and making Octavia pay for it? (laughs) (laughs) He said he was going to drain the swamp, but it was a reference to the sea of vapors from last episode. So... Nope. So they're walking through New Latveria, and two things stick out to me. One, uh, did Doom explain to them what bikes are? Did he gift bikes? And if so, didn't tell the scrotum aliens that they should wear helmets to protect their soft ball-like heads? <laughs> Maybe they're not softball-like. Maybe they're, like, super hard. <laughs> Turns out they were a warlike race that had fought for dominance <laughs> like rams do, and it's yeah. Just- <laughs> They butt heads. That's why they're like that. I'd love to be in that writer's room when they're like, hmm, how do we show this is an idyllic world? How about uh, 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 baseball? And uh, you know, one of those bikes with the big wheels in front? Ooh, and kites. Get some kites in there. It's just the most stereotypical 50s shit. Okay, yeah, Kevin, you bring up baseball, which is funny because uh, Doom is European and it clearly should have been soccer but we all know how passionate and violent soccer is, so maybe that wouldn't be the best sport for... Uh, yeah, he showed them how to play and started three wars the next day, so yeah. they're like, oh, all right, how about baseball? Nobody cares about this boring game. Yeah, exactly. He's like, love me. Vera, do you mean football? I mean... Footy? Footy. Yeah. <laughs> the football. Yes. I also like how uh, Lizard makes a, a fairly eloquent point here when he says, Yes, Doom has created an idyllic society. But then Reed Richards chimes in after that when he says, Idyllic? Maybe. I wanted Lizard to kind of jump back in and correct him. Like, uh, no, I said idyllic. Your thing isn't even a word. 
I am the smarter of the two scientists. Yeah, I just wanted yes. to <laughs> nailed him, nerdo. <laughs> just slaps him in the back of the head. <laughs> I don't know. Richards is is all hot and bothered, going full Antifa mode here. Well, yeah, because he didn't fucking come up with this idea of a utopian society. And then, like, while they're walking, they hear over the announcement that there's going to be bingo. And Reed's just like, bingo? Damn, that's a genius idea. He must be (laughs) evil, though. (laughs) It's evil, bingo. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. Yeah, he says he drops the F word. He says fascist. But isn't that the promise of every fascist? So, you know, it's fascist bingo, I guess. The citywide bingo game will be held in the town hall at 5.30 sharp. Dump the fun! So them wandering into this idyllic society kind of goes back to what we were saying, I think, uh, two episodes ago, where Doom actually cares about his subjects and is a good ruler, which... I guess they just remembered to put into this episode because at the beginning, they're like a a tyrant hated by his people. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess like the whole point is like he just sees people as an extension of himself. He wants a society to function, not because he cares about the people, but because it reflects on him. Yeah, no, he's super vain. Let's not let's not. They're not going to get into it. Like they're not going to get into the minutia of this. So they're just sort of saying whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. They fucking checked out already. Two more episodes to go. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Although I love the uh the slight that they throw in here where they uh you hear their invitation over the loudspeaker. Your attention, please. Spider-Man, the lizard, and the fantastic three are cordially invited to tea at Victor Von Doom's residence promptly at three o'clock. And it's like Spider-Man, the lizard, rude. <laughs> and the Fantastic Three. Yeah, and I like that too. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Got him. Shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't <laughs> have been the terrific three. Yeah, barely a step above the adequate trio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Doom should have said Spider-Man, Dr. Kurt Connors, and the Fantastic Three. That would have been so much better. You just want people who have doctorates to be called doctor. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Although they invite them for tea. And I'm excited oh, for this team. Uh, and the uh, the clock shows that it's only like five minutes to three. So it's just like, holy shit, we got to get there now. <laughs> just It'll get cold. Run full speed up the fucking mountain where he lives. Like, There's no way they're going to make it in time. No. I like that he still gave himself a castle. Like you can't, you can take the man out of Europe, but you can't take Europe out of the man. Like, it's true. It's, Full castle with a pathway, classic. And a drawbridge and a that's drawbridge. like being drawn with only three frames for some reason. It looks like shit when they do it. It's like chunk, 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 chunk. Oh, what the fuck was that? Whatever. Yeah. I, I do love that Ben comes in on the loudspeaker here to invite everybody in. And he's so goddamn excited about tea time. I'm making tea and puppets. I'm making tea and puppets. I'm making the crumpets. <laughs> so bad. What the fuck is They're wrong with this? They're hyping the hell out of this tea. This better be good tea. Yeah, what is with Ben's voice? It I'm with so Peter on terrible. this. It's so terrible. Yeah, they give him a different one when he's not in rock form, and I don't think that's a great choice. I never really thought that he should have a deeper voice when he's rock man. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It should be more gravelly. But oh, got him. Yeah, very well done. 
No, it, it's it's really weird. And they make him over the top goofy here where he's just like, I don't know, he sounds like Barney Rubble. So Reed and Sue are super smart. Sometimes Johnny is too. It's like hit or miss. He's like the like free timing, freewheeling adventure guy, like the adrenaline junkie. But sometimes mm-hmm. he's also really smart. But I guess this is their way of showing you that Ben Grimm is dumb. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Like, no, but they're like, know. give him an idiot voice. Like the, oh, uh, I don't know, Fred. Like, I guess they're just trying to go the complete opposite because he's been such a grouch the whole time. Mm. So they're trying to make him all mm, upbeat. I, I really don't know. I'm just, I want to get to this tea, guys. I feel like fucking Millhouse watching the Poochie episode. It's like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> when are they going to get the tea crumpets? <laughs> so yeah. they finally get in there and they see Ben and they see that he is in his human form. He's no longer in his rock form. But the lack of nipples here is egregious. <laughs> like, like, there's man, nothing else I your see. Nips? <laughs> yeah, it's just a white chest, which makes no goddamn sense. It's less of an elemental splitter and more of a nipple remover. <laughs> right? A censorship probe. <laughs> it's so bad because they throw his fucking pecs out right in front of you, like tits out Ben Grimm here. Yeah. Why not? Why not give him shoes or a shirt? Like, is that not part of the deal? Like, is this is idyllic society, but you can't find some shoes for this asshole. Yeah, he should have been in the toga like the rest of the aliens or whatever tunic thing they're wearing, because now he looks like he just finished his yoga class. He's in like really tight workout ca- like capris. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. looks like me on a Saturday. <laughs> he's got his Lulu's on and yeah. you know, he's just enjoying life. Read, look at my stretch. He burned the crumpets and the tea's never coming, but he doesn't care. <laughs> so they have it here where Ben Grimm goes and shows that he can turn back into the thing and back to Ben Grimm at will. Pretty neat, huh? Which is actually one of the things that I mentioned a couple episodes ago that happens in Ziegler War storyline where he can go and turn back and forth at will. So they're kind of pulling some elements from the original story, which which I like, but the voice is just, just ruins it. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be better. He's basically smarter than the average bit. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. I'm smarter than the average pile of rocks. <laughs> hey, Reed, check it out. I'm a steal a hey, picnic Johnny basket. <laughs> Let me swipe some crumpets from this picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> speaking of ruining things, Dr. Doom waltzes in and uh, he's going to extrapolate on what we just saw. Uh, that he's basically using this alien technology to make an ideal society safe from the other villains. He's even able to heal his own injuries and become a major hunk again. He goads Reed Richards into attacking, which prompts the briefest of fights, resulting in the heroes, minus Ben Grimm, being captured by his robots and hauled off for trial. The charge? Treason against New Latveria. Fucking treason. Fucking treason. Fucking treason. So Doom strolls in from the balcony because he's been eavesdropping the whole time and waiting for his moment to strike. Pops in with his rolling R's and fascist (laughs) propaganda drones. Can we talk? Okay, I think my favorite character is this floating butler body's got going on. 
Mr. Butlertron? <laughs> right? He hasn't been to the Autocon in forever. It, 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 it's got two modes, reminiscing about robots and handing over mirrors. That's all you need, really. He's got that. I love how he hands over that Victorian mirror. I know every mirror that he owns is Victorian because his name is Victor Von Doom, but it is a very fancy mirror. Spider-Man here says, Then why don't you free them from your tyranny? And I just want to say, what tyranny? I get it because I know Dr. Doom and I know his character, but there's no evidence in the show that these people can't leave. Well, they really haven't had time to check it out. Yeah, but like the fact that they come in there already assuming that like give us, I don't know, someone trying to escape or like he was arresting someone when they showed up or, you know, the old classic, uh, there is no war in bossing say like something, something to give us an indication that the people aren't happy because right now we're just taking their word for it. I agree. They shouldn't go with the tell not show scenario, which is what happens here. Although the characters would have some information based on his previous, you know, knowledge of this character, right? Like they know he is not a great guy. And also, you know, fascists, they never deliver on their promises, which we know because there's still no fucking tea being served. (laughs) (laughs) What's the butler bot supposed to be doing? I thought for sure it was going to come out with like a uh, like a plate of of, of delicious tea. But no, here's your tea. Fucking burning in the oven. Wesley. Wesley. And a pinata. (laughs) Still obsessed with baseball, though. Why does he associate baseball with pleasure? Should have been soccer or football. Yeah. Should be anything else. Like, it should just be like the fucking aliens having orgies. And he's just like, I'm cool with it. Um, It's your fault for being a prude. Can I just say, like, I'm fucking fed up with this robots. It's always fucking robots. Because you can kill robots. This came out, what, fucking 1997? We still don't have robots and it's 2021. (laughs) Hey, man, have you seen what the Boston Dynamics stuff's been doing lately? They're pretty, they've come a long way. No, they're just pissing. I've seen them piss off the their robots that they try to tip over. They're going to... Yeah, they kick the dog and stuff? They're going to retaliate, I'm telling you. They're doing pretty good now. They can dance like a motherfucker. Uh, Smythe should have worked for Doom. Two robotics lovers, you know, coming together. Yeah, they don't even mention Doombots in this thing, but whatever. Yeah. The reveal of Doom being real fucking handsome under that mask is exactly how they got the idea of casting Leo in the Man in the Iron Mask. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Just because he's... I am as pleasing to look at as my benevolence is to behold. (laughs) That was very Morbius because there were no R's. So Morbius. (laughs) But like when when Sue Storm goes and sees his face, she lays out like a shit ton of exposition in one fucking line. The horrible acid burns that ruined your face, they're gone. It was very casual. <laughs> she, she's like, oh my God, your face has been, that was burnt by acid 20 years ago. What During that incident with all of those prostitutes in the courtroom, like, fuck. <laughs> He's like, nin, 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 nin. don't brush the prostitutes. <laughs> oh, great. Point out the thing he was so uncomfortable about before. Well, that immediately puts him on like the defensive and he starts becoming kind of a jerk and like goading Reed. Yeah, because that's what Dr. Doom does. He's all about vanity and ego. Oh, 
Yeah, he's, but he's just like, oh. I think I can guess why you're attacking me, Richards. I've cured Ben, something you could never do. I have not yet served the promised tea. <laughs> just, mm, he's so angry. Reed is like, allows himself to get fucking got here, though. And it's it's pretty much his own fault. Yeah, no, it's true. It's You're right, Peter. It was a good, like, he, does, he knows exactly what he's doing to piss Reed off. Yeah, and that's one of Doctor Doom's appeals, where it's just like the whole thing between him and Reed. It's just like, well, fuck you, but like not <laughs> yeah. by not saying that though. And the last time we saw Ben Grimm, he wanted to tear Doctor Doom's like face off, and now after seeing the beauty that is Doctor Doom without his mask on and being re-given the gift of masturbation, Ben Grimm is right on Doom's side. He is licking those boots. <laughs> yeah, man. All it took for him to like join fascism was the ability to jerk off. You can't overestimate that appeal. Yep. The drive, the the primitive primordial urge. <laughs> <laughs> the dark lizard brains of men. Kevin, earlier in the episode, you were like, oh, yeah, like this is going to be an interesting dynamic of him having the lizard brain come back and try and take over. Um, so this is clearly leading up to Doom curing him, right? Like, I can see the episode now. You got Kurt being cured and joining uh, Grimm in this paradise. Iron Man's going to be able to walk again. Storm's oh, going to yeah. feel at home and welcomed because she's an outcast and at or on Earth because she's a mutant. And then it's going to be Cap and Spider-Man that are going to have to fight fascism together. Like, and then it's going to be the true gray area of like freedom. It's going to be a great episode. I'm already going to give it like nine out of ten. Ten out of ten, yeah, I bet. Yeah, you should. You might as well do your spider rating right now. The only other thing I took away from this fight is that I love Johnny jumps up, flames on, and he actually takes a, a shot with his, with his flame arms at Doctor Doom, which... Ben Grimm just jumps in front of so it doesn't do anything. But then these robots activate <laughs> their like fireman mode and just put them out. Like, they're just like, Toof, and he just falls out of the sky like an asshole. It's pretty great. I liked the animation because it's so choppy of Ben jumping in front of the bullet. It's just like, burr, like gotta get these non nippled pecs in here. Like, <laughs> nope. I cue the treason. That's right to treason. <laughs> Fucking treason, though, guys. Yeah, so Dr. Doom here goes and says, You will all be bound over for trial. The charge is treason against New Latveria, and if found guilty, you will all be destroyed. Am I to believe that he has developed an entire legal system, or is it just him? And then also, what the fuck does he mean, if found guilty? Isn't it more like when found guilty? I mean, he used to have a country, so maybe he just cribbed his own constitution, but I guess they're going to get a trial. I kind of wanted Spider-Man to jump in here and be like, don't worry, treason's a crime of attacking a state authority in which one owns allegiance, and since we have no affiliation with Latveria, it's pretty much an open and shut case. And someone would be like, wait, how do you know so much about treason? He's like, oh, you know. Friend of mine. Come around. Got a... <laughs> 
like hold on and then he goes back to the teleporter and he's like daredevil <laughs> he types it in and then daredevil shows up on the teleporter he has to make an excuse why he didn't pick daredevil out of the gates he has yeah. to be like oh yeah uh <laughs> i'm a big believer in the constitution and the law Doom is gloating over his prisoners when his best buddy Ben Grimm comes to beg for their release. In exchange for his word to free the heroes, Grimm reveals how and why they were brought to the planet, confirming Doom's suspicions. The two travel to Worm Base Alpha to examine the teleporter technology, and Doom is able to repair it. However, his true plan is revealed when he uses the teleporter to ambush the Beyonder and absorb the being into himself. I just gotta say, what a lovely crackless ass that uh, Ben Grimm has. <laughs> He's got a diaper on because he went from having no digestive tract to having one again. <laughs> it's just seeping. Wait, do you believe that he was rocks on the inside too? Does he what, eat? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Does he Ben eats. Grimm? Oh, okay. It's all just rocks. I don't rocks. think he's pure rock in here. I don't think he's just a rockman. Like pure rock golem. I I kind of thought he was. <laughs> no. Oh. It just depends just what the, the uh, writers or uh, or artists want to depict, really. It's yeah, either a man with really bad psoriasis like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or an actual rock golem. Well, they got this shot, though, of, uh, of, of all the prisoners in like a dungeon or something. I don't know. It's up on like a screen. But they're all just standing there like in manacles in this weird medieval thing. Can you put Mr. Fantastic in regular manacles? Like he can stretch to any shape. I'm pretty sure like that's his core thing. Oh, he can stretch the next week. He's like doing that thing where he like stretches out of the manacle, scratches his ass, puts it back in. You know? Yeah. And then they're all like, uh, what? <laughs> just pure cartoons. Also, like the Ben is comes in here. And uh, he starts begging for their release. Oh, Reed will calm down. Then you can release them all. Can I? Can't we? Yes, what do you say? Why are you saying can't we? (laughs) (laughs) Also, just going back to a point we made earlier. Have they not thought to give Ben shoes and a shirt yet? Like, is it warm there? Like, he's just... (sighs) It was fine in the first time because you're kind of showing that he's changed but eventually he should have a shirt <laughs> right or shoes well i mean i guess like the, these people walking around these like the scrotum head aliens they just wear like togas so i guess give it's pretty warm but like yeah. yeah give him a toga they're wearing shoes too so like you know give him some sandals imagine he's just wearing some sweet uggs either uggs or like those grecian kind of sandals and he looks like great Bunny slippers. Yeah, just give him something, man. It's nighttime. I'm shocked, though, that Ben Grimm isn't able to keep up with Dr. Doom on an intellectual level here. (laughs) It's just him getting 40 chest. It's so terrible. Like, if you're Victor Von Doom, you got to feel a little bad about this, don't you? Right. He's just like, if you can't trust Victor Von Doom, who can you trust? And he's just like, hey, good point. He's got a point. Yeah. Expert negotiator Ben Grimm here. <laughs> it's 
the the word of this super villain is good enough for me. Yeah, yeah you right. Can't let him go. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> no, Doc. But trust me, you can let him go. That's good enough for me. You know, what he sounds like he sounds like that uh, that time that there was a TV show version of Homer Simpson and they turned him into an idiot. You know. Oh, uh, let me have my dignity. <laughs> He should have just made Doom pinky swear him. It was basically the same thing. Like, okay, Doom, but you got to pinky swear me. All right, Ben Grimm. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, one of the, they don't really get into it here, um, but one of his one of his attributes is that he does have a code of honor and like he rarely will betray anybody. But he's very much like one of those devils at, you know, the devil contract man of his word things where it's like, oh, I won't hurt you, but I also won't help you. Mm. And then you'll leave you to die or something like that. So mm. he does always keep his word, but he's also known for being a shifty fascist. So probably shouldn't trust him anyway. He's your mortal enemy. And you're just like, yeah, OK, I could jerk off now. But he gave me my dick again. <laughs> So when Ben Grimm here is going and explaining to Dr. Doom what what happened and why he's here, they show a picture of like Spider-Man's chessboard. Did he actually describe a actual chessboard? It's like, well, yeah, why I, is he? <laughs> that seems like a very stupid way to do strategy. This Spider-Man could easily be beaten by me. I'm like the queen. I go forwards, diagonals, and sideways, too. <laughs> I am known as being a queen. <laughs> Why is everyone laughing when they say that? Um, after Ben Grimm goes and explains what happened, Dr. Doom goes into this uh, reminiscing story of how he was in this bubble with all <laughs> <Yeah>. the villains. <laughs> yes, oh, my I'm God, yeah. <laughs> like, what? How long were they in this bubble? What if one yeah, of them like, farted? <laughs> I took it to be like when they were transported, I thought it was the same system that everybody else took with that weird disintegration thing that yeah. you may or may not feel pain from. Instead, they got transported by bubble. How long did that take? Like, were they just did they have to make small talk all the way from Earth? So what would you rather, guys, be dematerialized, which may or may not be super painful or awkward car ride? Those are your choices. I would I would take fucking any amount of pain not to be in that bubble with those fucking idiots like there's no yeah like oh my god the sheer bullshit like i can't handle being around these kind of people so no Peter? all day all day the pain dematerialized see i think i might go awkward car ride because i fall asleep very easily so yeah but meanwhile just... you're with fucking red skull who's probably gonna cornhole you or something fucking sauerkraut farts the whole way <laughs> they get to this base and um i guess it ran out of power again i thought that lightning was a perpetual source of power oh I mean, it is but you have to like you know stick storm up there and she's like basically like a weather vane <laughs> you know <laughs> one of those antennas from the 90s where you have to like hold it in different positions and she just keeps hitting getting hit by lightning over and over storm <laughs> like, get up there, there we go we're getting the nf we're getting the spice channel you get don't move don't move up there storm she's got one leg out like okay like yeah oh, is this better is this better spider-man <laughs> spider-man spider-man <laughs> Dr. Doom's so excited when he fixes this thing, uh, and Grimm's like, You can maybe get us out of here? That, 
And maybe more. And he brings Morbius to the planet. He's just like, hello, Felicia. Oh, Dr. Doom over here. We needed hello, some more. Victor. Oh, Victor, it is me, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Doom activates this portal and goes and beams himself to the asteroid that he detected when he was being transported in the bubble when he first got there. Then he, we go and we see the Beyonder just fucking chatting up Madam Web. I guess they've just been, you know, eating popcorn there or some shit. <laughs> just playing chess. <laughs> yeah, and he shoots Beyonder in the back with this laser gun that came out of fucking nowhere. But uh, Madam Web's expression when all this is happening, she's just like, well, I'm fucked. Just like sits <laughs> yeah, back down. Like, and, okay. She's so day drunk. <laughs> she's just like, um... I'm far too wasted for this. <laughs> she just sits back down. It's that action get up, and then she, her head just starts spinning, and she's like, nope, nope. She's sit like, back hey, down. don't make me come over there. But she's You're making me <laughs> tired. Beyonder can take any form, and he chooses this one with like a Hank Hill-style tiny buttocks. <laughs> just see that shit? <laughs> like it's the mini butt. And a narrow urethra. <laughs> narrow urethra. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> nice. I have a narrow urethra. I think Madame Webb secretly was just really disappointed that they lost that really cool mullet when they merged. <laughs> she was like, no, his sweet hair. Yeah, he's so fucking excited to do this merging thing. He's like, yes, I have merged the Beyonder's powers with my own, which were ill defined even in the comics and totally absent from the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, yeah, wait, what? I didn't really, he's like, he's so proud of what, that he's merged his powers with his own. You're like, I don't even know what you do here. What do you do? <laughs> like, in this version, it was never made clear. Like, uh, Dr. Doctor, Doctor Doom's powers? Dr. Doom. Yeah. yeah, they don't, he doesn't do anything yeah. before he does this. So you don't actually know what his powers are here. Well, they showed earlier that he was like, he had energy blasts, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he shoots the guy who's going to try and bazooka him. Yeah, he does do in something first, in the flashback. In the first thing. Yeah. Oh, in a flashback he does, you're right. In the right. first episode but it was, of this. It could have just been his armor, you don't know. So Dr. Doom teleports back to his throne room with Ben Grimm, revealing his true plan. Fusing the Beyonder's abilities with his own, he now has immeasurable power. He first uses them to send the villains back to Earth and then bring all of the heroes before him, asking them to live in peace as his subjects. Spider-Man drops an Uncle Ben bomb to try and convince Doom of the folly of his ways, but Dictator's gonna dictate, and Doom banishes everyone with a gesture of his hand. Uh, so when they teleport back, Dr. Doom just levitates his gun next to the throne, and it's just like, well, we're gonna put this plot device right here right so everybody can see <laughs> let me just put down uh, Chekhov's elemental splitter right next to the throne <laughs> yep <sighs> that's not gonna backfire at all <laughs> well lisa doesn't have a hair trigger well because like the uh i don't even remember what his name was the neogenic what's a knitter recombinator oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You look at that thing that wrong. <laughs> you look, you yeah. look at that thing wrong and it goes off. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. If that was the recombinator, the whole room would have been bathed in like yeah. splitter light. Just. <laughs> so 
they teleport back to his throne room and uh, he starts extrapolating on what's going on here. He says, my very thoughts become reality. Just wanted to like pause for a second and then cuts to the shot of the castle exploding outwards as his dick becomes the size of a small moon. It's like, yes! <laughs> Just like blasts out <laughs> exactly the Exactly what I've always wanted. Absolute dick size. <laughs> I, you know, this whole part is weird. Like I'm struggling to give much of a shit about what's going on. And I was thinking about it and I, I think it's because of what's being sort of outlined here. The lesson is that people aren't gods and can't handle omnipotence. It's just not that relatable. <laughs> I think like you can kind of yeah. extrapolate that towards the dictatorships in general, but they already made a point of showing that doom was kind of killing it in terms of being a dictator. So yeah, I don't know, man, it's, it's really kind of all over the place. Yeah. All this though is classic Dr. Doom, just always going and planning f to harness the greatest power. And even in the comic, um, that's what he does. And in the 2015 version, he is like God doom. Like he has the power from beyond or, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? So there's those parallels with that, but is it yeah, absolutely. But all doom wants is, is like power and growing his empire. Cause if you look at it, New Latveria is the biggest place on this planet and he's been dominating it, dominating it and annexing other people's properties, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird though. Like I, in terms of his motivation, you'd almost expect him to be like, okay, I've got godlike powers. Well, I don't actually give a shit about this planet so much. I'm going to go back to Earth and just like run Earth now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because well, yeah. I can. You know, wouldn't that be his higher motivation? Why does he want to stay in this shithole? Sucks. I guess. Yeah. He's I got mean, worms and shit. I, and again, it like could have been that they the heroes have to realize like, OK, it might be pretty good, but there's a this isn't freedom like. This should have been a two-parter. Might I remind you that they spent five episodes on the senior citizen squad and an actually, like, well-fleshed-out villain gets basically only 20 minutes and a conflict that could have really been a solid, like, head-scratcher, like, point-making, teaching kids about fascism in a way that could have worked. But no. No, now we had to talk about old people <laughs> <laughs> and vortices. I'm looking for the wizard. To be <laughs> fair, that was a great line. <laughs> it was all worth it because the wizard. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess Doom is on brand here when he's just like, who amongst you has ever wanted to give up their superpowers? And then Spider-Man's just like jumping in here. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I have because it's my show. <laughs> like, we get it it's all about yeah. you spider-man also how about the guy you cured of his powers and also this horrible lizard monster who's like i'm about to eat everyone here can someone yeah, they kind of just like sheepishly look at each other and raise their hands like oh yeah okay us too instead the lizard's like the lizard will not be dominated <laughs> 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 the lizard is a power top <laughs> 
And he just fucking freaks out. A lizard will not be dominated. The lizard's done with this bullshit. He's over like he's over with Doom and he's over it with like Me too, buddy. Me too. There was too much talking and he was like, I'm bored. Oh yeah, I'm bored. That's basically what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Farnsworth. I was like, I'm bored. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Just like a duck. Cosmic madness is no excuse for cosmic rudeness. (laughs) Oh, and then he just kind of like, you know what? I'm bored too. And he just like backhands them all into oblivion. I thought he was just going to kill them. Yeah. He just pulls a he pulls a me- spot. He makes like a little portal and sucks them all in. Oh, I guess he did get the spot's powers. Good for him. So the heroes are teleported away and they find themselves over 50 miles away in the middle of a wasteland. They're initially disheartened by the power of their foe, but they remain resolute and vote to fight on against him. However, Doom is everywhere and he drops a fucking mountain on them, presumably killing them. Double D then lies about his actions to his new right-hand man, Ben Grimm, before settling down for a nap, showing that he is indeed still mortal. So they have a good pep talk here, but then Cap is just aching to make himself relevant (laughs) in the conversation. He's just like, I agree with Spider-Man. I say we vote on whether to oppose Doom or not. And it's just like, okay, we get it. You're here, Captain America. Stop trying to make yourself relevant. Well, he's just like, hey, we got to shoehorn voting into this thing because if we think about it too much, about how he's insisted that Spider-Man's a leader and therefore he gets to call the shots and he was an unelected official. It's really not that much more different than fucking Dr. Doom. So <laughs> right. let's put a vote in here and we can shoehorn some democracy talk, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, because Cap loves democracy. <laughs> he does get a boner for democracy. And as they're having this conversation, they switch to this weird fucking shot of Iron Man's mask and it's reflective. I'm like, there's literally no reason... For this, other than to annoy the animators. (laughs) It looks good, but it's super out of place because they never do another shot like it. Like, they take no chances. Everything's static, waste-up shots of superheroes talking in this episode. Why did they do this one random, like, cool angle? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess they had extra money in the bank and they were like, ah, fuck it. You know what? Just make Iron Man look cool. Only thing I think of is because they never have Iron Man. Like they save all this money by not having their mouths move. So (laughs) they're like, well, we can do one cool shot. Maybe the animator's favorite character was Iron Man and he was just like, I'm going to go above and beyond. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Iron Man basically reminds the team that Dr. Doom is a sneaky god now and is just like, hey guys, he's probably eavesdropping on us right now. He may immediately decide to retaliate. What's he gonna do? Drop a mountain on us or something? And then he fucking does. Yeah, (laughs) shut up, Johnny Storm, you fucking (laughs) idiot. Doom was like, how am I gonna kill them? And then Johnny's just like, drop a mountain on us. And he's like, oh, Perfect. <laughs> I mean, they should be dead. Like the only one who I think could who could have survived this, maybe Ben Grimm as well, if he if he was there, is like Mr. Fantastic probably can get smushed pretty flat and still be okay. But everybody else should be dead. Sue Storm couldn't handle a couple of worms. The lizard Iron Man got fucked up by a rock earlier. Like <laughs> they're toast. This is it. Why not just do a, like a landslide or something 
and have them be buried under rubble. And then you'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe there's like little caves and they can dig themselves out. Like this is a whole mountain. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> funny, actually, because this is what happens in the actual comic book. Really? He drops <laughs> a really? mountain on them? It's not actually Doctor Doom. It's kind of like so Molecule Man is in the comic and the villains like know where the superheroes are and and for some reason they they treat Molecule Man like he's some fucking dweeb even though he's the most fucking powerful out of all of them. His name is is pretty lame. Particle Man, Particle Man. They're going and like throwing things over there to kind of hit the superheroes and then Molecule Man's like fuck it I'm going to drop a mountain on them. And he does except Hulk is there and he but he has the mind of Bruce Banner and he actually holds up the whole fucking mountain single-handedly while Reed Richards keeps pissing him off to make him stronger. Oh nice, so, that's kind of cool. So that's, that's what happens. Cool. <laughs> like so they kind of drew that parallel, which I guess was pretty cool. Oh, I, I was like I mean, on the edge the of my seat. The way you described it was a lot cooler than what happened in this fucking thing we had to watch. This makes no goddamn sense. It cuts back to fucking Doctor Doom, and Ben is uh, is there, and he's like, "Hey, what happened to my friends?" Very reasonably, and Doom's answer makes no sense. He's like, "Who knows? Perhaps they are hiding under a rock." Who knows? You fucking do, you godlike Ukrainian Christopher Walken knockoff. Answer the fucking question. Like, what the hell is that? How does he just accept it? He's like, oh, who knows? You do. You're a god now. You know everything. <laughs> well, no. And then he just goes, I'm tired. Leave me. He says, he's like, leave me. <laughs> he just, leave me. Just pretends, <laughs> leave me. He just pretends. Tell him I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing us at the end of a podcast. He's just doing us, you lazy bastard. Leave me now. Because he doesn't want to talk to Ben Grimm anymore, so he's just like, ugh, I give this guy, I let this guy be human again, and he's so annoying. Oh my god. Well, that does make the most relatable thing about Dr. Doom from this episode. The heroes are not, in fact, dead and just kind of push through a mountain, I guess, and make it to safety. As everyone else rests, Spider-Man decides the lesson here is to do things solo style and heads towards New Matveria alone. At the same time, horrible gargoyle-like creatures begin attacking first Ben Grimm at the castle and then the other heroes. Spider-Man arrives to help the thing and realizes that the creatures are coming from Doctor Doom. His nightmares are made flesh by his new powers. Flesh. So they finally break out of the fucking mountain that was dropped on them. Jesus. But they don't bother to animate anything <laughs> other than the outside of the fucking rock. It's just like, you yeah. just hear them talking. It's like, oh, we better get out of this one. Or whatever, I'll cut it in. It is a six second still frame of the mountain, which is actually just the shot they used a minute ago. It's the same one of Doctor Doom looking at this thing. So they just copied and pasted one frame from that animation. And then they shook it for a few seconds and then had Spider-Man yell shit over it. And we can't keep this mountain from collapsing on us forever. We have to make one great effort all at once. Quickly, everyone, push! It's so lazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the actual comic, there are 
maybe it's like three pages of panels of them underneath the fucking rubble with the Hulk sweating to hold up this fucking mountain that's been dropped on them. There's And there's tension, and it's just like, what the fuck? But here it's just like, and we got out. They could have at least had Sue Storm like be like, oh, this is the limit of my abilities or something, and make her... Yeah, they don't even say how they survived. They don't. Uh, it's basically just mountain labor, because Spider-Man yells push, and then the mountain <laughs> mountain's birth canal bursts open, and then a whole litter of superheroes runs out. Like, okay, push like it's not great <laughs> so they pour out of this thing and the lizard's all fucked up looking yeah and it kind of sent me this whole little sequence sent me into a jigsaw jameson spiral <laughs> jigsaw jameson is back it's an absolutely bizarre shot spider-man and the lizard have a little back and forth here and if you listen to it you can tell that this is not right doc can you make it yes spider-man visually they just hold on a static shot of spider-man standing over the lizard like the lizard's mouth doesn't move at all and i think they must have wanted him to say something else and then they changed it because i'm pretty sure they took spider-man saying can you make it from the previous episode when he asked iron man if he can handle going up the cliff while the rebel forces have them occupied out front, we go in the back door. Iron Man, can you make it up the cliff? No, Spider-Man. I've given him enough power to climb and fight, but not enough for full flight. You and I may have to help him. And then one of the other many uses of him saying, just Doc. And then the lizard responds in just a, a stilted manner. And he says, like, Spider-Man. And I think it's from the same clip from the Gauntlet episode. So, like, why did they change this? And the only reason I can think of is because they fucked up and they forgot to put the lizard in the rest of this episode because this is the last thing he ever says. Like we never like they show him in a couple of still shots, but he's just gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking just know. awful, just awful. Poochie yeah. is here to go back to his home. <laughs> no, the lizard died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> Basically, it's it makes oh, no God. sense. I think they just forgot him. Then Spider-Man decides to go to New Latveria and webs there? What's he webbing on? The fucking boulders that are sitting on the fucking peaks of this these rock formations? That we established he couldn't before because right? the rock yeah, like exactly. oh it might fall off. He also like he also states his purpose is to draw out the Beyonder from inside of Doctor Doom. And like, I don't A, he doesn't do that, but I was kind of hoping that that meant he was going to show up at the castle dressed as like a sexy Madam Web. <laughs> like, Does this jog your memory, big boy? Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually does. Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, God. Well, take one for the team, Spidey. This is what heroes do. Because that's what heroes do. The introduction of these fucking gargoyle things is also just as abrupt. They just sort of wander into frame with no explanation. Yeah, what's with these rejects from the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, re- <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, they're like the fucking inbred cousins of the gargoyles. <laughs> it's like if the gargoyles and the flying monkeys had a baby. Right? <laughs> it's these things. And like, you know what? I It's better than robots. If they have to fight mindless, there was actually going to be a fight in this episode. I would have rather them fought these mindless monsters than robots again. Because you need minions and this works. 
but then there's like no actual fight. So see, and before before yeah. it actually gets revealed, like like called it, I'm just like, let me guess, these are creatures from Doom's dreams, and then ah. and and then it gets revealed as that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. yeah, that's right. It's it does, Peter. Predictable. I didn't think it was like a bad idea though, like to make him vulnerable while he's sleeping like this, like because it ties into this idea that you can't handle this you know, crazy power because you're still human. You right. still have a human body. You still sleep and all that sort of stuff. Um, so you still have the human weaknesses and you're vulnerable to those things. It's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. It just doesn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, it ends up being his downfall, but we'll see that in the next scene. And we will, because Spider-Man swoops in here and boots Dr. Doom awake. But Doom still can't control the creatures his subconscious has created. Instead, he lashes out at Spider-Man, crushing him against a wall, and then the Thing smashing him into his throne. The other heroes, except for the Lizard for some reason, arrive to assist, but they're no match for Doom. However, Ben Grimm catches the villain monologue and manages to blast him with the elemental splitter, releasing the Beyonder, who immediately blows the play dead and awards the W to the good guys. Boom, called it. That was a great kick by Spider-Man. I mean, it's a good kick, but it's a bad idea. Like, he was asleep. Just grab the gun. Yeah, Ben could have been like, Spider-Man, get the gun. Well, Ben's not that smart, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They firmly established that. So I guess it's fair. It it was out of his eye shot, so he had no object permanence. Like he he thinks <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. The way Spider-Man goes like Don't you see? Your sleeping subconscious mind used your beyonder powers to create monsters that are tearing your kingdom apart. Yeah. All, all I could think of was it's tearing you apart, Victor. You're tearing me apart, Victor! <laughs> And then uh, Victor's just like, oh, well, yeah, you know, sure, I did some fucked up stuff while I'm sleeping. Could have been a lot worse. I know my dreams, but uh, I can vanquish them with a mere thought. I just want them to concentrate. <laughs> and then suddenly all their dicks get massive. It's like, damn it. <laughs> this is all I can do. They're more powerful now than ever. <laughs> Guys, we need to get out of here now. <laughs> it's going to get much worse. <laughs> Before it gets better, we're going to need to let them do what they're going to do. So one of the things that I wish they did here was have more classic dialogue from Dr. Doom. Because Dr. Doom is usually like very eloquent, but also like sharp fucking wit, you know, and it's just Mm -hmm. so he's very smart. And it's just so fucking good to hear his like his like quips and stuff and the fact that he's like so full of himself and just like you dare and like he refers to himself in the third person it's like you you dare say this to dr doom and like all that kind of stuff and they kind of had it mm-hmm. a bit earlier when he like snapped back right at reed but like it's not the same you know they just kind of didn't care to give him that kind of very regal dialogue yeah he he comes off a little petty if anything which is not what you think you would be when you're a god. A literal god. You think, I agree, Peter. He should, if anything, he should become more full of himself. He kind of does a bit when he's like, when everybody arrives here all of a sudden, and he asks if they've arrived to uh, to bow down to him, but it's not witty. It's it's just sort of 
It's full of hate, if anything. Yeah. Johnny Storm is just like, hey, hey, guess what? Hold on to your hats. Flame on. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is fucking blown away by this. Flame on! There's a shot of him do it when he says that, and everybody turns, and they have this, like, shocked look on their face. Like, my God, the guy who turns into flames turned into flames. What are the odds? Oh, my God, he said it. He said it. <laughs> oh, my God, he actually said it. It's like a catchphrase. And then he immediately gets extinguished. I mean, yeah, they kind of get their ass handed to them. I, I blame the fact that they didn't have the lizard to back them up. <laughs> you needed the chaotic energy of the lizard. A lizard will not be dominated. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben Grimm can't fucking decide on a one-liner. So he just does like eight of them and just to see what'll stick. <laughs> like, this ought to help me fix things. My sentiments exactly. He steals our method of recording these episodes, which is just like, just say a whole bunch of shit and then edit it over at the end. Right. If it's if it's good, it's good. Yeah, he might as well have said here, keep the change, you filthy animal. Like, <laughs> basically the caliber of his catchphrase. I'm making the grumpy. So there it is. The superhero realizes... He should defeat. Yeah, that's our arc is hero realizes bad man is bad. Effectively, him shooting Dr. Doom and getting the Beyonder out of Doom isn't him giving up his attractiveness. If he had broke the gun, then it would have been the sacrifice of like, I don't care that I can be normal. This is for the greater good. Yeah, as far as he knows, is he's getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, he's like, fuck Dr. Doom, and now I'm hot. What's up? Yeah, basically. I mean, I guess it, it says something to his moral character, I suppose, that he's like, well, I owe this guy, so I'm not going to betray him unless I absolutely have to, even though he's betrayed like everybody. Tried that treason shit that didn't really stick. It's always got to be dusting at the treason yeah i think him breaking the gun would have been more symbolic i don't know I, I mean he already doom had already freaked out and thrown him so like he'd already attacked mm-hmm. ben Grimm. so it's kind of yeah not so even the, that the betrayal yeah the betrayal it's not even betrayal Sorry. he's already been uh yeah he's already been turned on and all he did was suggest that maybe birthing all of these horrible monsters is a bad thing how dare you question my authority? Yeah, I guess he called right. him an imbecile, which, which... He, once he looks that up, he's going to be very <laughs> offended. <laughs> Spidey's right, Doc. Those powers are going to tear you up inside. You got to let go of them for all our sakes. You simpleton. I'll get back to you on that one, Doc. <laughs> the important thing here is that the Beyonder is free and we have a new sign off, which is it is over. I love that the Beyonder comes out of this guy and it's almost just like, all right, that's enough of this fucking (laughs) shit. Like, (laughs) fuck you. Like, it was supposed to be annoying and destructive and potentially deadly for everyone else, but not me. Yeah. Once this affects me, it becomes real. I'm over the shit. Well, the hero team, Doom and the Beyonder, but not the lizard, are teleported to a giant chessboard orbiting the planet. Beyonder reveals that they are to be returned to whence they came with no memories of these events, undoing everything that happened. Storm steps in to provide some closure and meaning to this pointless slog, something about heroism or whatever, before Beyonder vanishes everyone except for Spider-Man. Beyonder's like, Good has triumphed over evil. You will all 
will be returned to your rightful places on Earth, and you will retain no memory of this event. And Ben Grimm is like, oh, I don't get to be handsome anymore. You're standing next to the man who was locked in a vortex out of space and time who's going to go back to a literal prison. (laughs) Well, I guess it's oblivion for me. Thanks, Ben Grimm. Yeah, Cap's like, you couldn't have extended this like indefinitely. We could have been, you know, fighting evil, quote unquote, for like... 20 more years. Uh. <laughs> to be fair, they are also on a literal chessboard now. Yeah, yeah it's on, on the, the nose, nose. am yeah. I right? <laughs> kind of a dick move. <laughs> Why didn't one of them say, that would have been a Spider-Man move to say checkmate, like no one. Yep. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> I would have liked Ben Grimm just be like, oh, I gotta go back to normal. Can I crank one out real quick before I go? You just, <laughs> just hear- like, Everyone's like, oh, God. He's like, what? No, you're not gonna remember. And then that's how the orgy starts. <laughs> just sort of kind of happens. You just hear in the background. <laughs> yeah, just throughout the rest of this fucking monologue, just a little. Just- <laughs> St- Storm starts having like a great emotional bit. And it's just... <laughs> I don't know like Storm's like Storm's in here and she's just like hmm Ben gets to toot his own horn I guess I'll do the same thing and she just talks about how magnificent she did I can't begin to fathom who or what the Beyonder is but I do know who we are we're heroes to the core and in this war we acted magnificently that is what matters most like you supercharge one battery and like and use one gust of wind to assist some rebels. She taught an entire civilization English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good point. Although I'm starting to think that was actually Dr. Doom's doing. General Torn and her had a very torrid love affair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was hoping Black Cat would get like one more kiss in. Yeah, you'd think. Cause she's done for this series. She does nothing in this episode. Like, she has one line, literally, or maybe two. Yeah, she said, "Yeah, she like votes, and then I think that's about it." Like, how are we gonna fight this guy? And then she votes. Like, yeah, at least have her be like, "Spider, it was a pleasure," and like, "What? Give us one last goddamn smooch." Or yeah, they could have had like sign-offs of each of those. Of like, if they had earned it emotionally, you know, if they had made this better, uh. Each we would care about each of these heroes as they leave. Yeah, you know, and so they could have gone like one at a time and said something each to Spider Man, um, or and each other or each other as they get disappeared. You know, ooh, that would have been good. That would have been cool. And like last to go would have been Black Cat. She could have given him a kiss and then gone. No, it would have been um, Black Cat would have been second last to and then kissing Spider Man because Captain America would probably have wanted to be the last one or something. You know, and then he kisses Spider-Man. Yeah, and then he kisses Spider-Man, or he's just like dames. He's just like, why can't I quit you? <laughs> and he goes in for it. Oh fuck! I wish that's what we got, but uh, get ready to move the goalpost because uh, the bow on this episode has Spidey realized the whole thing is a setup, which Beyonder confirms, revealing it was all a test to prove Spidey is ready for his final challenge. Beyonder's just like. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really fucked you up there. Spider-Man's just like, wait a minute. This was stupid and it didn't make any sense. It's like, ah, you got me. 
You got the real task at hand. Wash my car. <laughs> throws in the keys. What could it be, though? What could this task be? Honestly, I kind of have vague memories of what the final two episodes are, but I ha- I cannot for the life of me remember why the Beyonder can't just handle this shit himself. I think he just doesn't want to. <laughs> As with all omnipotent beings, they just want to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah. He's, I guess so. He's probably like, hold on, how many Spider-Mans are there and how many dimensions? All right, that's a pretty sick team up. Let's just get them figuring out. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it takes to make this happen, we're going to have to do it, I guess. Yep. I don't know how many Eastern European men it'll I have to be inside. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Well, it looks like this chess game is over because that's it for this episode, which means it's time for some arbitrary spider ratings where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric we can come up with off the top of our heads. Kevin? I'm going to give this episode three disappearing lizards out of seven. It wasn't as bad as last episode, but goddamn does it fall on its face. They've got some good ideas in individual scenes like how the powers become too much or how Doom isn't an obvious tyrant, but the production errors, the pacing, the overall failure to deliver just drag this down. And as a whole, I'd say the Secret Wars uh, should have stayed secret. Fair enough. Vero? Uh, I give this episode eight Robo Butler projections out of 11. As much as I dislike the Fantastic Four, I really do like Doom as a villain uh, because I think there's a lot of layers there that can be explored. Um, And he was probably the strongest part of the episode. Again, though, like I said earlier, this feels like there should have been two or at least a supersized episode to really give the things that they set up their due. But like, I see what they did. It was different and at least they tried, but they also did the lizard dirty and I didn't get a goodbye kiss. So that also kind of hurt it. (laughs) Well, as for me, I'm going to give this two out of nine of Ben Grimm's missing nipples. (laughs) I just think that Dr. Doom could have been a really fucking awesome villain if he had the right dialogue. They kind of took a bunch of stuff from the comics, which I always think is uh, pretty good. But um, yeah, this was not a great ending to a three-story arc. Whatever. You know what I really, really hate, though? When these episodes don't live up to their potential... Let me check the Daily Bugle headline here. Nope, it says clones. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue of Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? I really, really hate clones. The Beyonder sends Spider-Man into another reality where the world is on the brink of destruction at the hands of Spider-Carnage? Now Spidey has to lead a squad of multi-dimensional Spider-Men to stop him. Oh, fuck. Sounds like some sort of Spider-Verse, guys, yeah. that we're going to be exploring here. Do you think we're going into it? We might be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that idea has any merit, and nobody will have any interest in the concept. I agree. 
Well, thanks for being with us, loyal listeners. If you like the episode, share with your friends, your family, and your weird dream gargoyles directly or on the socials. In fact, you can tag us with your RA SpiderPod talk, and you might even win some free swag. If you love the show, you can also join our Patreon, cover your body in our weird merch from TeePublic, or take a second to rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Links for everything are on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We'll be returning from a colossal space checkmate in two weeks with our next episode. Until then, this is Radioactive SpiderPod saying, We're as pleasing to look at as our benevolence is to behold. Keep swinging. I'll always love you. I'm making tea and crumpets. <laughs> I'm making tea and crumpets. It is over. Tell him I love him. Be senior man. I'm afraid we can't do that. Please! What'd you do with them? It's kind of weird that Kevin McAvoy and Karl Marx start with the same letters. Pretty neat, huh? Dicks! Oh, yeah. You must take me to see it! You must!